welcome back, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, this is B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. Um, so that you know that you can find us later. Uh, we have just spent a great half hour or so listening to our friends over at Dia de los Muertos Fiesta happening on Leeds Street. So do check that out on Saturday. Friday yeah. and Saturday? Yeah, I think most of it's on the Saturday. Mm. Um, but it's yeah, it sounds awesome. And also they're, all their talk of uh, sunny festivals and beer. Mm. Um, tonight would be a good night to be out with the radio still on. Having <laughs> a little beer outside maybe. Yeah. Oh, summer is coming, hey? It is. It feels like it is now. Oh, so exciting. So up next for you wonderful B-Sides uh, listeners. Thanks, Brain. Um, we've got... A really wonderful, a really wonderful guest called Steve Jardine. Um, I spoke to him earlier in the day because I couldn't quite get him in the studio. Steve Jardine is one of the trustees and organisers behind Men's Shed. That's Men's with a Z. And Men's Shed is an organisation that is um, is focused around finding and looking after the lonely and vulnerable older men in our communities, ones that might get left alone after their partner passes away and their children have all moved out of town or... Um, are retired and find themselves with nothing to do. Um, these men are overlooked in our society and men's shit is there to say, hang on, uh, we care about you and here's how you can help us. So have a listen. Uh, this is Steve Jardine from Men's Shed in Haitatai. Steve, welcome to the show. Um, do you want to give us a little bit of the, the brief, a rundown of Men's Shed, how it got started, why it even exists, that kind of thing? Yes, certainly, certainly. Um, Men's Shed's been up and running for quite some years now. Um, and in the beginning, um, my personal involvement with the, with the Shed came through uh, collegial involvement with a number of social agencies um, who had clients that were socially uh, isolated, and a lot of marginalised older men. And the whole idea of concept of the Shed was a workshop environment where like-minded older older chaps could come along, not only um, share their knowledge and share their skills, but also share a bit of company and a bit of time with um, with other other chaps that uh, have a have a hankering for for tinkering about in a shed. Um, and at that point in time, I was a um, I was a senior community mental health coordinator for the Inner City Project, and we come under the umbrella of Newtown Union Health Services. And a lot of my, I had a lot of clients that were that fitted that criteria, being being older chaps, socially isolated through whether it be um, the passing of their their partner or redundancy or retirement, um, living in a in a council flat or, or um, just inappropriate housing as far as being able to utilise a workshop. Uh, and so, with with that in mind, um, I jumped in boots and all with the other organisations, and we started from there. Why, what made you think that this would be the particular solution to that problem as opposed to, I don't know, maybe a bowling club or a, a, something like that? Well, basically because a lot of these chaps uh, were on, on um, minimal incomes. Um, you join a bowling club or a golf club like that, there's, there's costs involved, um, whereas with the, with the different organisations that... that we were involved with, we could offer them support from from my side of things. I was already supporting uh, a lot of my clients 
that we're dealing with with social isolation and um, low self-esteem and self-worth, etc. Uh, and to be able to bring them into an environment where they could be nurtured, they could be looked after. Um, with my colleagues in Newtown Union Health Service, we could offer referrals for, for, um, for health checks, get out, outreach nurses to come in, um, although they didn't like it, um, offer prostate checks and, and the likes. Um, it was just... It was just a great, it was a great fit. It really was. That's amazing that you can offer such a holistic service. Um, Do the people who come in, do they really buy into the whole concept quite wholeheartedly? Are they happy to have not only a social environment, but also a health service in the same room? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's just having having the option there. There's there's, um, no strict guidelines. Just, just, you common sense. There's no no drugs or alcohol, and and just everybody's treated with respect. Um, so they're made to feel comfortable. If they wanted to come in and get involved with um, a community project, for example, we do lots of work for the likes of childcare centres that that have got very little maintenance budgets, and and those kids put put the uh, the toys and the and the educational tools that they have on hand put them through the mill and so that's that's where we would come in um take these jobs on if they if they were so inclined to get involved with those jobs that was fine if they didn't want to they were quite happy just to sit and socialize have a cup of tea or some of them had their own hobbies but just didn't have the have the space have the space to do them to get involved with them um and things just snowballed from there because the likes of the uh, just an example the the uh, the annual island bay festival they have a, um, I think it's the only one of its kind in Wellington, they have a downhill go-kart race. And we were getting the likes of mothers um, whose sons wanted to, to um, have a go-kart to, to get, get involved with the race. Well, the mothers didn't know how to build a go-kart or, or the, they didn't have the space. Um, grandfathers knew how to do it but didn't have the space. So they'd come down the, come down the shed, use the space, use all the tools and whatnot, um, and it, it got to the got to the point where um, our team at the shed we were the um, we were the pit crew for the for the go kart race. But just to give you a, a, a wee example of, of the sort of involvement that um, that we we put into the community. That's so wonderful that you've gone, you know, with the main objective of giving these men a space to be, but actually injecting a real energy into the community with them. That's very special. Well, it, it absolutely is because uh, t- times are tough for everybody out there. That you know, the, we hear about the, the the various services through the DHB and and and, um, and health shutting down, drop-in centres and 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 support groups. More and more pressure is being put on the community, so it, that just worked totally in in, in our favour. We get referrals from occupational therapists, from social workers. Um, from from all walks of life, and it's it's totally um, we're non non discriminatory in, in, in any shape or form. We get guys that come in who their their only problem is that they're, they're depressed. They've got no self esteem because they they're at an age in their life where the the children are grown and and there's just no meaning for them. Whereas they come to the shed, they might just fix up a a couple of cots or prams for for um, for a kindergarten. When when the um, the teacher comes along with with a with a big card, big thank you card and one of the mums has made a cake or chocolate chip cookies, you can just you can just see the the um, their faces light up, the satisfaction they get out of doing these things. 
so you mentioned that you get referrals from from these like clinics and and DHBs and things. I wanted to ask, how do you reach out to people generally? How do you find your your base? Um, a lot of it's through through word of mouth. We've been around long enough now that people uh, have heard about us. They can they can go go online. Um, I'm the I'm the point of contact, so my number's always there. And it's it's really quite a simple process. There's no cost involved. Um, make the referral, uh, or, or they come through me. I take the appropriate details. We have a um, an amazing coordinator who's who's been working for for nothing for a number of years. Um, I pass those details on to him, and he contacts the whatever it might be, the social worker, the the clinician, or whoever that's involved with the client and makes the appropriate arrangements, and, and they will bring them down to the shed. They'll introduce them around. Um, we have a buddy system set up for, for ones that are a little bit um, a little bit reserved, a little bit shy, just to make them feel, uh, feel welcome and, and um, get a feel for what they want to get into. So how many people have you got coming to the shed here in Wellington at the moment? At the moment, not too many. We're just building the numbers now because we've just... Um, our, our initial shed, which was in Haining Street... Um, after the earthquakes, our building was um, yellow stickered for, for earthquake strengthening. Um, the, the wonderful Sisters of Compassion um, had, had leased us that, this, that particular building for a peppercorn rent, but um, their management decided it was too unsafe. So we've been in limbo, in limbo for quite some time, and it's just of late that we've now secured the um, the uh, Greenkeeper's Shed at the High Taitai Bowling Club which is part of the High Tai Tai Community Hub, which gives us all that, gives us much more um, involvement within the community because there, there are a number of groups that have come together with the same, with the same idea. And so many hands make light work and coming under their umbrella, we can, um, we can deal with, with their members. We, we do, we're doing work around the, um, around the bowling club. Just, yeah, that's, it's not, not hard to get people to get involved. And like I said, the referrals coming in from from far and wide, word of mouth. Um, they just they just once now that now that it's um, been reopened, um, we had a bit of coverage in the in the um, in the newspaper. Um, my phone started ringing again, which is fantastic. Ah, oh, that is very cool. Uh, I imagine it's just such an attractive option. I, I feel like if I was in my sixties living by myself, I would see that and just think. Oh my gosh, yes. What a fun, like just easy place to hang out. Oh, absolutely. And, and you get the funny side of it where you've got somebody who's just retired and now he's under the wife's feet and she, she wants a shot of him. So, <laughs> you know, you'll get, I'll get wives ringing me up and going, where is the shed? I need to get my husband out of the house. That's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite funny. Um, could you share any any kind of personal stories of the kind of people that have come through your doors, any life-transforming tales? Yes, yes. We, look, we had this, this one chap, a really colourful character. Um, he's now living out the Capity Coast, and there's a, there's a men's shed out there as well, the, the Capity Men's Shed, which started from, from our shed. The chaps from... That's how popular it was. Um, we had chaps driving all the way from Mike and I into, um, into our shed in, in town twice a week, um, but this, this chap was a, was a client of mine. Um, he had a, um, what would you call it, a, a, camp, a camper van. He, and he was an old chap in his 70s. And he was living rough. Um, he had a sister out in Stokes Valley, but 
he just didn't live that, that kind of lifestyle to be to be settled down. And I found him um, after somebody gave me a call, um, digging out a cave at at uh, at the point between Sea Toon Beach and Breaker Bay Beach. So I went down, and made myself known to him. He, you know, there was a lot of things going on for him. He wasn't eating properly, etc. Um, we put a we put a care package around him, and then he started coming to the shed, and he just he he loved it. He absolutely loved it. Um, got himself established. Um, we helped him with his with nutrition. He had health issues. We got all that sorted out. Now he's out the Capity Coast. Um, he's he's the, the life and soul of the Capity Shed out there, and he's the sort of guy. Well, he's their Santa Claus. So you can imagine what he looks like. Um, and. He just, he just loved. He just has come, come full circle from where, from where he was, just doing nothing. Uh, I was really concerned because of his, his health issues. He'd collapsed a couple of times, and a couple of times that had been below the, the high tide mark. So you know, there could have been dire consequences. But yeah, he is just, he is just amazing. He's just amazing, and really enjoys what he's got, what he's got out of the shed. And what he what he gives back to the community a real a real personality. Wow! Oh, that's really that's amazing that that he didn't reject your your coming to see him. No, oh, absolutely not, absolutely not. We would, you know, once we'd um, once we'd established um, what was what was needed for him, him and I would get together once a week, once a fortnight. He'd come to the office, have a bite of lunch, um, and, and that's how once we got him sorted, and that's how I I, I started him off saying, well, do you want to come down the shed? He was a little bit reluctant at first, but once he got to know the guys, he, he slotted in, felt really comfortable, um, and it just went from strength to strength. Oh, that's so cool. Um, Steve, can you share a little bit about what, um, a bit about maybe your life and what makes you so passionate about this area, what keeps you going? How did you even, how did your career end up here? Well, that's a bit of a, a bit of a personal one, but that's that's okay. Um, I got into I got into the um, into the mental health field uh, after my wife passed away. I was in, involved with publishing, um, didn't want to go back to that cutthroat industry, and found my, found myself going back to school at, at uh, nearly fifty years old. Um, got myself some qualifications, and after nursing my wife, it was just a field feel that um, I felt needed a lot more work involved in and I felt quite passionate about it and once I got involved the satisfaction you can't the satisfaction you get out of it you can't put a price on it thank you so much for sharing that it must have been really hard yeah yeah but uh, you know there's always light at the end of the tunnel yeah well you seem to have really searched for that light and made a point of finding it that's quite admirable awesome thank you where where do you think the men's shed is going next? What's in the future of this project, or is it pretty much what it's supposed to be and just needs to chug along? It's not really. A, well, yes, it, it's a it's a chug along idea, um, but there's always new ideas coming up. Like um, the the idea, and I'm I'm not going to take credit for it because it was um, our good mate Nigel from the um, from the Capity Shed um, who had contacts within the within the armed forces. Um, as far as transport is concerned, and like I said to you briefly um, earlier, what the plan is is because there's so many Pacific Islands being being battered by the hurricanes and so forth, and um, 
what, what we saw was, was, was a benefit, uh, and because we get a lot of excess tools donated to us, um, that's a project that we're going to get involved with, with the Capity Shed, is to start shipping over um, excess tools that, that, that we're not using to the, to the islands and um, they can, to help them, help them rebuild their, uh, their infrastructure. But, you know, that's just one little, little idea. There's all sorts of things that, are, that we come across that, that need doing and, and things that need looking into that we can get involved with. Um, when we first started the shed, there was, there was a few people jumping up and down saying, well, that's a bit sexist, that you're, it's, only, it's men, men only and so forth. But, and it might look like that, but there's so many different groups and women are more sociable than men. Men tend to keep to themselves. So if we can create a... A safe, a safe, comfortable environment for our for our older citizens in the community. Um, that it just it just worked so naturally. It just went hand in glove. It really did. Yeah, I can imagine you would have got a little bit of flack for being a male only group, but as you say, the women might find it easier to gravitate towards smaller communities and groups of friends. Is that what you found? Well, that was initially, but you know what, what we have done, and we haven't got around to doing it uh, as yet with with the new shed. But um, you know, we went hard and fast on that. Uh, it was that was just the initial. We thought, well, we'll keep it as just men to start with. But we were running in, in a Haining Street shed. We were running evening classes of DIY for women, simple things like changing a tire, um, things that men would probably take for granted without sounding too rude. Um, that that women wanted to know how to do. You know, you know what to do to to fix to fix a, a lock on your door, little little things like that. That um, that's usually a male's domain. Um, so there was there was all sorts of things like that. That's fabulous. Were you getting good turnouts to those? Oh, the, the numbers were okay. The numbers were okay. But you know, we found that um, some of the some of the people that would come to the shed, they might have been. Um, uh, disabled in some way, that might have had poor sight or, or um, the mobility wasn't good. So we would get wives come down to the shed anyway and, and just be with them. And, you know, I think the guys just quietly used to look forward to that because usually there was a batch of scones or something in their bag when they came. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's really, really nice. So what kind of what kind of things are people building there are they is it just coming in and working on your own thing do you have like a weekly project we're all going to make spoons today how does it no, work no not, not so much like that we'll, we'll have um community projects the, the guys have just finished i don't know if you've heard about here in wellington um it's been in the papers quite quite a bit there was um predator free kandala i think it was it started out with and some some um chap, uh, an entrepreneurial chap, wanted to be rid of uh, ferrets and stoats and so forth, especially being so close to the Karori Sanctuary. So he started building these predator traps and um, it just it just spread, it just spread. And so another group started in Northland. They couldn't get access to, to the traps because they, they just couldn't make them fast enough. So they came to the, they came to the shed and put it, put it to, um, put it to us in the shed would, would be, would be, be prepared to make them uh, um, some traps. And I thought, you know, half a dozen, ten traps um, would be fine. But they were, they were looking at, at the whole nine yards, and we made them a hundred traps. Oh, my gosh. Um, so th- th- there's, there's jobs like that. There's, um, 
there's community community projects. Um, guys come down uh, and use a, use a lathe. They turn walking sticks down. That they'll go out and find a nice piece of native timber. Come down and and turn it into a turn it into a walking stick and donate it to a rest home. Um, it, you know, there's just a, a wee example. So you must have kind of community orders flying out of your ears, really. Look, we we do all, jobs for all sorts of people, it, it, and you, you never know what the job's going to be until you get down and have a look at it. The the um, the Wellington City Mission for for example, they they have donation boxes that you, no doubt you've seen them at, at supermarkets for you know your, a can of food or some some dried stuff for their for their um, for their food bank. Um, well, unfortunately, one one year coming towards Christmas, somebody donated a frozen chicken. Well, you can imagine what that did once it thought out what it did to the um, donation box. Oh, yeah. So they they came to us. We took the box away. Um, didn't didn't try and fix it. We just took the measurements, built them a brand new one, put a nice big logo on it, um, painted it bright red, and they were just so over the moon. And then we, so we so we saw ours was big and bright and, and shiny, and that made the others look a bit tatty because there was there was donation boxes for other people, um, and we we set the benchmark. So you know these other charitable groups were taking their boxes away and giving them a lick of paint. Oh, cool! Oh, that's great. Nice to nice to set the standard a little bit. That's yeah, absolutely. Cool. So it's the end of, oh, it's, yeah, end of October, beginning of November, coming up to kind of holiday season. Uh, in the past, has this kind of been quite a busy time for you? Um, for the shed? Not, n- not specifically. Um, it, 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 it varies. Uh, usually, when 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 the um, when the weather's a bit a bit damp and cold. Um, is a time when when we'll get a lot of a lot of sheddies that we haven't seen for a wee while come come back to the shed uh, because they you know rather than sitting in their in their cold little flats they can come to the shed it's nice and warm the radio's going they can talk politics or or have a whinge about the wife or whatever it might be um, some summertime um, we still get a regular regular crowd that comes to the shed that's the time when when well and. Well, now, for example, springtime, when it's it's time to have a spring clean, and we'll get we'll get uh, kindergartens or or childcare centres that that need to tidy up, and we'll we'll go down and build them a tool shed, go down and build them some benches or or whatever is required. Oh wow, that's amazing. Um, that's just about us. Is there anything else that you want to tell our B sides audience about Men's Shed and what you're all doing there? Oh, just just that um, any any support that that um, that we can get is would be fantastic. Um, go online, give me a call if you want to talk about it. If you have a an elderly relative that that um, is sitting twiddling their thumbs, they'd be more than welcome. Give me a call. We can we can talk about it. We, we can make that all happen. Ah, oh, fabulous! That's very good to know. Thank you so much, Steve. You're welcome. You're welcome. And so. Steve, welcome to the show.
welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. That was Sam Jardine, Steve, Steve Jardine from Men's Shed. Um, it was really fun talking to him and hearing about what these men are going through and why they need a space as well. And I know personally I'm, I'm always thinking about the women in my life and what women need and what women haven't been getting for the last few centuries. Um, and it was a real, it was really moving actually to hear about Men's Shed and that project. And that's, and also how much harder it often is for men to um, share that kind of emotional stuff. I know that's really stereotypical, but um, for older men, it often really is to kind of actually connect together in the same way that women often do. So um, that was great to hear about that project and hear him chatting. Yeah, no, it was. It was. Um, so that's us for the show. Um in between all of our beautiful guests, you've been listening to French for Rabbits. If you're wondering why, it's because I'm really excited to hear that Lord announced she's invited them to support her in Christchurch. So that's cool. Thanks, Lord. Um, go French for Rabbits. That's a shout out for you. Um, join us back here on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM for B-Side Stories every Tuesday at 5 o'clock till 6 o'clock and on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podcast Addict. Basically, anywhere you get your podcast, you can subscribe and like us on Facebook and show us your love. Um, we're like a few likes short of a thousand, so oh, join come us. On. Yeah, we can do it. It'll be our Christmas present. Um, thanks very much. Present. Oh yeah, Halloween present. Oh my god, it's Halloween today. It Happy is. Halloween. Are you dressing up tonight, Karen? I'm not, but I do know. I dressed up at the weekend. I had a, a weekend Halloween celebration. Um, and I do know lots of children in my life who are dressing up to, uh, this evening and are very excited about it. Oh my gosh, fun. I remember the days of trick-or-treating, supervised yes. with an adult walking two metres behind us. Yes. <laughs> but it was still exciting. God, yeah. <laughs> and then you'd eat yourself sick. Yeah, if you're listening, a lot of candy going around. Yeah, yeah. Brush your teeth tonight, kids. And, uh, and don't brush too soon after eating candy because sugar softens your enamel. And if you brush with soft enamel, you'll just brush it right off. I did not know that. So yep. we have learnt, we have had health tips tonight as well. <laughs> We're just a real community this station. This is a great show. <laughs> um, so yes, so happy Halloween and thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. See you again.
That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.